guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And today it's August 11th. It's a little after 5 p.m. It's a Tuesday, and we're doing a mock draft in the fifth spot in a PP, uh, PPR ESPN mock draft. We're in one of the pro lobbies. It looks like we have a full lobby here. Uh, I missed the beginning record at the start, so I'm up to pick here already at pick five. Uh, I've already done, you know, all the positions behind. We're working our way up through four, two, three, you know, three, two, one on the rest of the way. So that's what we'll be looking at. Uh, we're up to pick, though. We see Tyreek Hill go number four overall. Team Cheetah apparently uh, comes in hot. So we are just going to we're just going to land on Alvin Kamara. There was some interesting news about Alvin Kamara uh, that kind of came out saying he wasn't exactly healthy last year. He kind of partially tore his MCL or PCL or something. Uh, I can't remember the exact uh, injury. Uh, but as of right now, it looks like, you know, he's going to be totally fine. Last year, that makes a little sense that he was playing a little bit injured. Uh, but if we just quick did a um, a Twitter search here for Alvin Kamara, let's see what we got here. So he played through most of 2019 with a torn MCL in his knee. Uh, here's when the injury occurred against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he kind of gets crunched up here. He he missed only two games, uh, but he still played really strong. I think he finished as a like, top 10 running back. So he played through a torn MCL. And the man, you know, he was a perennial, like a top three or top, you know, two, three, four pick last year. And the man still fi- finds a way to be an RB9. So I love getting Alvin Kamara here at, at number five. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to do it. And uh, everyone's got these weird drafts where someone's going to take someone higher than, you know, normal. Maybe maybe you have a Chiefs fan and they got number four. They're going to go with Tyreek Hill here. You know, that kind of stuff happens. So. Uh, but off the top here, we got Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Tyreek Hill, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb at number six, Dalvin Cook, number seven, Derrick Henry, number eight, Michael Thomas falls to nine, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams. So we're seeing a little bit more receivers here than I normally uh, would see. And I've been kind of talking to some people in the comments about when to, I think my most viewed videos got the double receiver start. So I think I took Devontae and then we came back with Chris Godwin. And uh, that's, it's probably one of the, the craziest strategies this year. I think most people are going to be telling you to take running backs early. So we got Alvin Kamara here. And then I kind of made a, a list of running backs that I want to double dip at. So this one, we're going to do running back, running back. Uh, hopefully we get someone that we like here at 20. It uh, looks like the start around two just started here. So this guy at 12 takes Eckler and Joe Mixon. That, that kind of makes my list. One of my things that I've been liking to do is kind of just ignore receiver until round three. Uh, really, I mean, Clyde Edwards, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs. I would love if any of those guys fall to us here. And it looks like one of them will because we're five and there's five left. So we're going to get one of these running backs here as an RB2. And uh, all these, I mean, you look at these five names here. These guys all have RB1 upside almost every week. Uh, so you're really, you know, starting your, your team off strong with two really good potential RB1s. And uh, the receiver value round three is kind of ridiculous. So uh, I'm a big fan of the running back, running back starts, which is what we're on here. So we missed out on Aaron Jones. Looked like Travis Kelsey went at two, round two, pick two. Uh, and then, yeah, we're seeing we're missing all of these running backs here. So we get Kenyon Drake to fall to us. Uh, I'm not, I really wanted Miles Sanders. I'm a little disappointed here. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, let's just take a look here. We got 30 sec- seconds to dissect the situation. I normally would just slam Chris Godwin pick here, uh, but I kind of already was talking and uh, I think I have to here. Let's just quick rotate to my my flexes. What do we got? We got 20 seconds. I mean, Chris Godwin's going to be higher ranked. I got Chris Godwin here at 16. 
And uh, Kenyon Drake down here is my 27th best flex player. So uh, I'm going to do something a little different. We're going to ignore my board and we're going to take, we're going to take Kenyon Drake. So I love Kenyon Drake's upside in that Arizona offense. If you think about how a team needs to defend the Cardinals this year, I mean, you automatically have to stop Kyler Murray from doing, you know, running things. Uh, but then they have DeAndre Hopkins. They still have Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, that's pretty much, you know, you have to contain Kyler Murray. And when he gets loose, he's going to find, you know, Kirk going deep or Hopkins doing some crazy stuff. Um, so Kenyon Drake kind of gets left behind. And his really only competition for carries and targets uh, at the running back spot is going to be uh, Chase Edmonds. And uh, so when it, comes to, when it comes to it here, I end up having Kenyon Drake here as my RB14. Sure, we could have waited and got James Conner or Melvin Gordon. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ronald Jones. I'm probably going to be talking about Ronald Jones in the next couple of videos. Uh, but on a side note, too, so it's Tuesday, August 11th. I'm going to be recording a podcast with a good friend, Andrew Mackins. Uh, you can follow him at Andrew Mackins on Twitter. Um, we're going to be talking about players to target at ADP. And then I have another guest lined up on Friday, a good friend of mine named Jesse Meineke. You can follow him at the fellow JGM. And uh, we're going to be, I don't know what we're going to be talking about yet, but I'm trying to get more people on the show to get different opinions and just cover more things and just have more dialogue and conversation. So uh, stay tuned for that stuff later at the end of the week. Again, that's, I'm probably uploading that on Thursday and then one maybe Friday evening. So it should be ready for the weekend. Um, but yeah, we're just been kind of talking about the running backs here. And there's this huge tier of running backs from Kenyon Drake all the way. So like basically these top six running backs, those guys always go, maybe Michael Thomas gets sprinkled in there, Devonta Adams, but these top six guys that I have here, McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Elliott, Cook, and Henry, those guys are pretty much guaranteed in the top six, seven, eight picks. And if any of those fall out, like you just hammer your pick in. Uh, but it's this list of running backs right here where I wouldn't mind getting any of these guys as my RB2. So we ended up getting um, Alvin Kamara, who's my RB3, and then we ended up getting Kenyon Drake, who's my RB14. <clears throat> so I have these guys uh, at about 250 points at the lowest. Trying to do the math real quick and we'll see how much that is. Um, <clears throat> but the thing about running backs and receivers as it normally is, but for some reason it seems a little more amplified this year, the later we get, the more receivers we're going to like. So basically I just locked in Kenyon Drake at about 15 and a half points per game. And uh, Elvin Kamara at my projections, he's going to be about it's going to be about 19 and a half per game. So we just, we just stocked up our RB2s, <clears throat> our RB1 and RB2 spot. And now we're available to take whatever receiver we want. We could take a running our quarterback here. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are available. Uh, we could go back to the well on running back too. Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, James Conner. Let's just take a look at the receivers. Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster. These are all probably my highest rated players right now. Um, we got 18 seconds here. The highest rated guy I'm going to have on my board is probably Juju. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster coming in hot here, but I've taken a lot of Juju Smith-Schuster, so I think we're going to we're gonna zag away here, and we're going to take Melvin Gordon just because I think the Broncos, they're going to be a very run-heavy team, and Melvin Gordon's going to step right into the pass-catching running back role. He's going to get the goal line carries. Uh, and specifically to be our RB3, he's going to compete with Kenyon Drake. So those guys trade off being an RB2, or, you know, maybe an RB1 most weeks. And uh, with the roster formation that we have here, we start one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, one flex. And then we have a defense and a kicker. But if you've watched some of my videos, you know that I, I don't 
really use defense or kicker in my main important leagues. Uh, so I kind of ignore them. So technically, my league, we have added an extra flex. So we got two flexes there. So I could technically still take another running back if I wanted to in my league format. So, uh, and that's what's crazy. I wish ESPN was a little bit more customizable with their mock drafts. Uh, but I do, I like their ADP. It kind of works uh, out well enough where you can kind of just, you know, do what you're going to do anyways. Uh, so we'll, we'll save defense and kicker for our last two picks. But for now, we're going to assume that we have uh, a second flex spot and we could take another running back here that we like. And the one that's really been rising up draft boards here is Ronald Jones. Bruce Arians kind of made some comments about him being the main back. And then uh, there's some blurbs about Ronald Jones talking about Tom Brady and how Tom Brady was kind of helping him in figuring things out in his third year. So uh, if you've watched some of my videos before, you know we've been drafting Ronald Jones in the 7th, 8th, ninth round of drafts, and uh, now he's getting priced into the end of the 5th round, you know, mid-6th round. So, you know, if you got in on the Ronald Jones sweepstakes, I do a lot of best ball drafts, so I have a lot of shares of Ronald Jones, uh, so that's been going good. But uh, anyways, we are moving here. We're at the end of the third round here. Let's just kind of recap. I guess we'll start with the third round. Uh, Chris Carson went uh, 301. David Johnson, DJ Moore, one of my fa- DJ Moore is probably my favorite third round pick. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Allen Robinson's a really good third round pick. Le'Veon Bell, Devin Singletary. I don't really. That's I'm going to be doing a video later about players to avoid at ADP, and I think Devin Singletary is my lead man. Patrick Mahomes falling to 310. That seems kind of ridiculous. Adam Thielen at 311. Lamar Jackson. Oh God. Okay, so these picks. Uh, we could have taken any of these guys with our picks and we would have loved it. But for some reason, I just wanted to kind of do an RB heavy video. Uh, so that's what we're working with here. And now, I mean, we're, we got three really good, you know, running back candidates to lead our team. So we're going to be, you know, tilting towards receiver. Uh, but I, James Conner, man, he's still a really good player to be, you know, in the fourth round, he might be one of those guys that could be a league winner. If he plays 14, 15, 16 games, um, and Ben Roethlisberger stays healthy. That I think that Pittsburgh offense in general is just, it's a huge like Rubik's cube right now and people are trying to solve it. But if they all stay healthy, that could be a top five offense and everyone, like all, every Steeler is too low on ADP, I think right now. Uh, where even if, you know, you priced in Ben Roethlisberger paint, playing 10 or 12 games, you're still going to get a really good return. And uh, I think James Conner showed last year, I mean, Steelers have a good defense and they have a really good offensive line. The quarterbacks were garbage last year. If anything were to happen to Ben, I think they would be able to come back and play a little, just a click or two better at, at need be. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Steelers right now. And I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, typically when in my videos, I have just stuck to my ADP. But at this point, I'm trying to get a little bit more exposure in these mock draft videos. Uh, so, I mean, I got Juju Smith-Schuster chilling here as my, my 20th player on the board. Uh, he is my RB7. Kenny Galladay is my RB6 or my wide receivers, uh, six and seven. Uh, Cooper Cup, holy crap, he's, he shot up a little bit here. Is that true? So, yeah, I got Cooper Cup going up high here. He moved a little bit. Um, so I'm going to be updating my rankings uh, at the end of the week this week. So Cooper Cup's our best receiver available. That might be the guy to get. But then James Conner is still chilling here, guys. We could fill James Conner in, but I think what we're going to do is we are going to we're going to take – we're going to this time we'll stick to my board. Uh, looking at the flex rankings, I'm going to see Cooper Cup here. At our, uh, you know, he's a 21st flex player. And then I got James Conner down here. So uh, I've done enough videos where I've talked about James Conner. He's a fine pick here, but because of our, our heavy uh, running back approach, we're going to lock in Cooper Cup. 
uh, at the receiver position. Yeah, you look at what Cooper Cup did last year, and, and even the year before when he got hurt, he was he was balling. He's been averaging 16.9 fantasy points the last two seasons. Again, his his 2018 was cut short, uh, but when he was in, he was he was he was on fire. So he had the thing is about people are kind of stinky about these weeks 10, 11, 12, but the Rams offense at that point of the year, they were dinged up the offensive line, Todd Gurley, everything was just kind of, you know, stalling. And then they run into a buzzsaw of Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Baltimore Ravens. They could not do anything against these defenses. And uh, you see Cooper cup get shut out completely one game, but a bad game from Cooper cup is eight to nine points. And uh, you see, look at what he did the rest of the year. He finished with five straight touchdowns uh, in five games. Uh, he's going to lead the Rams in touchdowns, and I really don't know how good of a running game the Rams are going to have this year, so I just know they're going to rely on the pass. Brandon Cooks is gone. We love even Robert Woods in some of these mock drafts. Uh, we see Robert Woods go here. Uh, but after Cooper Cup, Zach Ertz would have been nice. But Cooper Cup, T.Y. Hilton, James Conner would have been nice. Tyler Lockett, A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Keenan Allen. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I, gotta, I think i got to do a video where, I mean, there's so many players I like, and there's so many different – correct answers uh so i think i gotta work on a video of just players to like ignore and pretty much you can just cross them out on your draft board like i'm not drafting ty hilton at round four pick nine i'm not drafting keenan allen not over terry mclaurin or robert woods or anything like that um there's gonna be a couple other guys here like i'm not drafting Devin singletary even todd Gurley. at that point i would have taken in this look at here round three pick six i would have taken Allen robinson uh, I would have went Mahomes, Lamar, Adam Thielen, Calvin Ridley even, but any of these other running backs would have been better, I think, than Gurley for that. Um, so we see Ronald Jones go here again, people. He's moving up the boards. He's round five, pick four all of a sudden. So that's uh, some crazy ADP movement from Ronald Jones. But people are buying in, and uh, I, I don't I don't disagree. Uh, so DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, Tariq Cohen. We love Tariq Cohen over here at the Fellowship, but we're not – we got three really good running backs. We need to look at receiver. Let's take a peek at the tight end real quick. Mark Andrews is chilling, chilling really late here. That might be a really good play. Um, but the receivers, DK Metcalf, we got five seconds here. Let's just take DK Metcalf. We'll get a share of the Russell Wilson passing game. And uh, let's just take a look at where DK Metcalf finished last year. Uh, we're enjoying a, a beautiful Pacifico on this Tuesday afternoon. But we see rookie year, DK Metcalf play a full 16 games, wide receiver 30. Basically the same thing Terry McLaurin was. They're off by 0.8 points. Um, so the buzz from Terry McLaurin's off the charts this year. I could see DK Metcalf having a really nice season finishing the top 25. Um, if you look at some of his numbers, yeah, he's kind of got some down weeks. But towards the end of the season is where he got a little bit consistent. It kind of went in chunks here where he's getting – you know, some really good games. And then the playoff game, he set records for a rookie receiver. I think it was the most receiving yards by a rookie in the playoffs with 160 against Philadelphia at the best defense. But then you see the week before here, he goes six for 81 in the touchdown against the Niners. Uh, and then again, against the Niners earlier, week 10, six for 70 for 13 points. Uh, I mean, this guy's going to get double digit points more often than not. So um, he's probably going over a thousand yards this year. It's not crazy to see nine, ten touchdowns on his plate. So we're getting a, a guy that I'm really high on. You can get him for a wide receiver three price and expect wide receiver two numbers. 
Uh, and we're still going to probably be looking at wide receivers with this next pick. I'm really big into Tyler Boyd, Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup. Those are three of my favorite receivers in the sixth round. Or are we entering the seventh now? Nope. Okay, so we're looking at Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake, and Melvin Gordon. To, you know, Basically, those guys should be able to hold us off uh, at running back for the full season, uh, bearing injury. Hopefully, we're good there, though. And then we get Cooper Cup and DK Metcalf. Uh, the thing I like about that is I'm blending a really savvy PPR player in Cooper Cup. He's going to have almost 100 receptions. And then we're going to add in the, the kind of the boom-bust wrinkle of DK Metcalf. So we know that um, Cooper Cup's going to hold the fort down at receiver. And we know that when DK Metcalf goes off for his 140 yards and a touchdown or two, like those are going to be the weeks that we're, we're, we're probably going to win our match for sure. So DK Metcalf really just needs to pitch in eight to 10 points on a bad day. And uh, more often than not, I think he's going to be scoring a touchdown. So uh, we're feeling pretty good here. We're missing out on Mark Andrews, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, a couple guys that I'm really high on there. Michael Gallup's probably my best receiver available. Uh, Marquise Brown, one of my favorite. I haven't really had the chance to take Marquise Brown. If you've watched my stuff, you know I've been into to Michael Gallup here at wide receiver 20. But we're going to – I really should be sticking to my, my board here. That's kind of what I've been talking about all along. So uh, I typically would take Michael Gallup here. I don't think we're going to get Marquise Brown on the turn. I would love to have both players. But uh, let's go ahead here and take Michael Gallup. Just because I know Gallup's a thousand yard receiver. You look at what he did last year. Uh, and I know CD Lamb's coming in. Um, but Michael Gallup last year, 113 targets, 66 receptions, uh, 1,107 yards, and six touchdowns. That's good for wide receiver 24 in only 14 games. Uh, and what's really crazy is Cooper played in 16 games and Gallup played in just the 14. But the difference between the two is Cooper averaged 15.4 fantasy points. Gallup averaged 15.2 that's a difference of 0.2 points per game that's like what is that that's two yards something like that um so I think there's a little bit more value for Michael Gallup at where he's being drafted so with our current lineup um we're starting three three receivers and three running backs because we got the two running backs starting spots the two receiver starting spots and the two flexes so this is a really well-balanced draft to start us off and uh all of my guys Cooper Cup Metcalf and Gallup Let's see where I have those guys ranked in the receiver. So Gallup, I have his wide receiver 20. Um, Metcalf, I have his wide receiver 26, who we had to take earlier just to get him uh, than Gallup. And then I got Cooper Cup chilling up here at wide receiver 8. Uh, so I didn't. I moved a couple things around, and I had to get Cooper Cup a little bit over Robert Woods. They're not much different. Um, but uh, I think both Rams receivers have a good chance at being top 10, top 12 uh, receivers this year. Um, so we did, we missed out on, we missed out on Gronk, uh, Marquise Brown, Tariq Cohen, Jarvis Landry, Deshaun Watson, Marvin Jones, and Cam Akers. So some of my favorite players we just missed out on. Uh, so let's take a look here. We got 30 seconds to do the job. We're not taking the tight end here. We wait. Uh, running back here, Raheem Mostert, maybe. I don't really see a running back here that I like, ugh, like I need to have. Um, receiver real quick, Debo, JMO. Julian, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks might be fun. Um, I've been coming on to him lately. What about quarterback here? Should we take Kyler, Dak, or Russell Wilson at this point? I'll tell you what. We are we're on the clock. We're on the clock right now. We're on deck right now. I think we're going to take – so he takes Raheem Mostert. 
the quarterback value here is insane. I mean, I got Dak, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray super, super high. Um, which one's higher? I think we're going to take quarterback here just to balance things out. But, I mean, if you look here, I got Mahomes, Lamar, Dak, and Wilson. All four of these guys are over – they're within 15 to 18 points of each other. So uh, I think we're going to go ahead here and take our highest player on the board. We're going to stack him with Michael Gallup. And what's cool about that is anytime Gallup scores, it's a double boom. But if any, you know, if if uh, if Cooper or CeeDee Lamb or Jarwin scores or Elliott catches one, you know, we're getting a really nice uh, way to kind of just get the highs and the lows of everything. So if, even if Cooper scores a touchdown, it's like, damn it, Gallup didn't get it, but at least we still got it with Prescott. So uh, that's kind of something I'm, I've been into that for a while is, uh, whether it's your first, second, or third receiver on your fantasy team, just if you can get the quarterback of that you know, receiver, that's kind of a fun way to do it. Um, you know, some of the, the favorite ones that I've had in my past have been like Peyton Manning back in the, in the Indianapolis Colts days with like Harrison or uh, Rogers Nelson or Rogers Adams. Those have been two of my favorites. Uh, Julian and Brady, you know, just getting the stacks going. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Uh, there was a nasty combo a couple of years ago in one of my leagues where it was Deshaun Watson with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. That was not fun to play against. So that kind of really is, it, it's not a, a very important thing to have, but when you get it and it, it connects, it feels really good. And you're kind of rooting for those players together. Uh, so I recommend stacking quarterbacks. And now we're pretty much set. I typically play in two quarterback leagues. We got Dak Prescott. I don't think we even need to draft another quarterback. Uh, so our our lineup is pretty much good to go besides tight end. Um, running back still, we really don't need uh, a running back to compete with Kamara, Drake, and Melvin Gordon. Like those guys are going to be holding down the fort just fine. Uh, maybe we take a guy like Philip Lindsay in case anything happens to Melvin. But then again, it's like you're taking a handcuff. I think we could find more guys with upside, um, whether that's a guy like Antonio Gibson, Adrian Peterson, even Josh Kelly, Boston Scott. Um, Zach Moss. There's a lot of players that could provide some some big upside here later in the rounds. But just as I get later in the drafts, I really like the receivers. Uh, there's still a ton here. I mean, Debo Samuel is going to be out probably probably for four to six weeks to start the year. But Julian Edelman is the number one receiver for Cam Newton. Uh, Cam Newton was fine with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, so that's going to be pretty much what Edelman can be. You're going to get Deontay Johnson here. We don't have a Steeler, so I think Deontay Johnson's on my list. Brandon Cooks who I think could be the leading receiver for the Houston Texans and the Sean Watson. I think he's going to lead the team in yards, uh, maybe in targets too. Uh, we'll see if Wolf Fuller can stay healthy. But Brandon Cooks, just off the board, we just missed Cooks, damn it. Uh, but yeah, I'm into Deontay, Julian Edelman, Golden Tate, Preston Williams. Um, Sanders is interesting. Nicole Hardman's one of my guys. Uh, Brashad Perriman, Jalen Regger is probably going to be the number one receiver, but rookie receivers don't really excite me right now. Um, Michael Pittman's another rookie receiver, though. Brandon Ayuk, those three are the ones that could get some volume early. Um, so there's lots of there's lots of receivers. We just missed on Deontay Johnson, unfortunately. If you looked at my running or my receiver rankings real quick, um, I mean I got Julian Edelman chilling here at wide receiver 27. Jamison Crowder here at wide receiver 32. I mean, I had Deontay here at 35. Golden Tate's here. Cooks is here. Sanders, Preston Williams. 
so we're getting a lot of guys here that could be my fourth receiver. It could be another flex option for us most weeks if the matchup's really good. Uh, we just missed on Edelman again. Man, we're getting sniped. Uh, we'll just take a look at tight ends real quick and see who's popping. Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby, Hunter, Hen Hunter Henry, no, yeah, TJ Hawkinson. If you've been watching my videos, you know we wait till Blake Jarwin, Dallas Goddard, Eric Ebron. Those are kind of my dudes that I just – I'm totally fine with punting at tight end. And if I can get 8 to 10 points on a given week at tight end, that's totally cool because I'm loading up on other positions. So the running back room, again, we don't really need it. Lindsay, we'd be we'd be stuck with Philip Lindsay on our bench all, all year and until my Melvin Gordon gets off. So I really don't know if I want to draft a handcuff here. Crowder, Golden Tate, Preston Williams, Sanders, Michael Hardman. So this is, we just missed Zach Moss. So this is the 92nd overall pick. Um, Golden Tate, man, he had a pretty good run. Jamison Crowder could be the leading receiver. Um, we're going to we're gonna do some crazy. We're just going to take Michael Hardman here. I think I've done a couple mock drafts with Michael Hardman uh, being one of my picks. Um, but as far as a rookie standpoint last year, he finished wide receiver 62, which is nothing impressive. He averaged 7.3 fantasy points per game. Um, super boom bust, you know, but he's going to be better in a best ball league. But you see some of the big games here. Then you look at some of the yards per catch. Like this dude averaged 20.7 yards per catch his rookie year. I want to say he's a second-round pick from Georgia from last year. And I think he played defensive back at Georgia before switching to receiver. Look real quick. I just want to make sure that's right. So I don't know what fullback is, but he's, I, I just know he's a newly converted receiver. He hasn't played receiver very long. So he's still learning it, and he's got all that speed if you saw the race between him and Tyree Kill. Um, but th the point is, he has the ability to take it to the house anytime he touches the ball. Um, <clears throat> and I just think that they're sitting around trying to make sure they can find ways to get him the ball uh, in year two a little bit more consistently. Because it wasn't it like PFF put out a thing where he was the most uh, effective receiver in the NFL last year on his touches. Um, so we're sitting up here. We got Hardman chilling on the bench. If anything happens with him, cool. If not, that's fine. It's a ninth or tenth round pick. Uh, we're going to go ahead here and take tight end, tight end, tight end. I like Hawkinson. I like Aiden Hurst, Jasicki, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hold. We're going to hold, brothers. Uh, we're going to take uh, Golden Tate here. I think Golden Tate's got a really good opportunity to lead the Giants in receptions this year. We look here at where he finished last year in PPR. He was wide receiver 44, and this is only in 11 games. I know a lot of people are into Darius Slayton. And that's, that's fine. He's a really good boom-bust kind of receiver. He's more of a best ball receiver for me. Uh, but when you look at what Golden Tate offers on a weekly basis, you feel pretty good about him. I don't know what happened in these games where his targets were a little low, but I, I would expect him to get 8 to 10 targets a game. Uh, he's a rhythm kind of guy for, for Daniel Jones, and he's, he's the number one receiver on the depth chart here. I know he's, he's, only, he's 32, so this might be one of their last seasons where we can get something good for him. Uh, but if I don't get Golden Tate, I do like Sterling Shepard late here. I think he's still available, was he not? If he gets snagged up, Shepard. Yeah, Shepard went a little bit earlier. So it's weird. Some of the mock drafts that I do, the ADPs are different. So Slayton's usually like the first guy off. Otherwise, it'll be Shepard or Tate. So those guys kind of, you know, trade off. We still see Slayton kind of chilling here. But now we're up to one, two, three, four, five. We got five receivers, three running backs. 
quarterback that is probably going to finish in the top three or four. There's still a ton of, like, there's still merit to work. You know, if you wait on quarterback, we could be taking Matt Stafford or Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger right now. Uh, so with that deck Prescott pick, like, we could have had, let's see here, when we took Dak, we could have had Sterling Shepard. We could have had Brandon Cooks, James White, Deontay Johnson. So we could have had another playmaker for us. Uh, but I think I'm fine. I mean, Dak Prescott's going to be a top five quarterback most weeks. The schedule's not too scary. And it's NFC East defense, and so I'm not really scared of NFC East defense. But we're getting to the end of the draft here. It looks like we got seven more picks to go. Uh, we're not going to take another quarterback, but there's tons of value later. If you play in two uh, super flex leagues, I think I'll do because um, I have a few more mock draft videos to put out. You know, drafting from four, three, two, and one yet. I'll do one or two of those being a super flex video. If you have any other formats you want me to mock draft from, let me know in the comments below. Um, I can help out and uh, just do our due diligence here at running back. Antonio Gibson's a guy that really has a lot of upside, but I don't think he's going to get a lot of work as a runner. Um, Again, we're, I really don't want to take a running back. I think at this point, I'd rather be looking at tight ends. So Fant, Jasicki, and Jasicki is one of those guys that could be interesting because we just saw two Miami receivers uh, basically, I mean, they opted out for the season, so they're not going to be playing this year. Uh, as we look here, we got about 10 seconds here. We're going to go ahead here and take Mike Jasicki. I haven't been able to take him in a couple mock drafts, but it's a good time to do it. And he's more... He's more of a best ball kind of tight end for me. I don't know if I'm going to trust him every week, uh, but we did see him finish last year as the tight end 12, 9.2 points per game. I mean, he caught five touchdowns, 570 yards, uh, 51 catches on 89 targets. And uh, it was Alan Hearns and um, Albert Wilson. Both those Dolphins receivers opted out for the season. Those guys are both kind of quick little slot players, so they're gone, which means – maybe more work for Jasicki. You know, it's kind of frustrating seeing some of these numbers because he had some really big weeks and he caught a lot of touchdowns at the end. Basically, he caught all five of his touchdowns the last six games. Um, but uh, this 1.6 would have been frustrating to have. I guess 8.7 is fine. And then if you have him in for there, you got yourself a tight end one. So I'm into Jasicki here. And then we're going to go ahead here and just we're just going to egg another tight end, uh, Dallas Goddard. I'm not even going to look at it. Uh, but Dallas Goddard is one of my favorite tight ends to get. I think I've talked about this in a couple other videos, but uh, the man was tight end 10 last year, guys. Tight end 10 behind Zach Ertz. So he only averaged 9.9 fantasy points per game. Um, but when it came to week six on, you could start Dallas Goddard every week. So what? He gets a 7 and a 7.9. That's totally fine. No big deal. He's getting you double digits pretty much every week. Um, and with the receiver situation in Philadelphia, it's, it's not really looking good. I think the tight ends are going to be, you know, like the main focus part for the Philadelphia passing attack again. And in the event that Zach Ertz gets hurt or anything crazy happens, Dallas Goddard is going to be walking into a top five tight end role. Uh, he's probably going to be looking at these 10, 12, eight targets per game. Uh, I want to say one of these games, I think one of the 10 or 12 target games, uh, Zach Ertz was missing. So Goddard has tight end one value, even with a healthy Ertz. If anything happens to Ertz, you have a league winner. So I, it doesn't even matter. I, I try to get Dallas Goddard on all my teams. Um, so now we're sitting with Jasicki, Goddard. We got a handful of receivers in Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, Michael Gallup, Nicole Hardman, Golden Tate, 
Uh, it's a good mix of uh, PPR guys and some boom bust receivers. Um, I think we're going to play the weight game on Blake. Ooh, the tight ends are starting to go. John o. Smith was another guy I was looking at. Let's just do our due diligence here. Our receiver. I mean, we could take a guy like Sammy Watkins, but we already got Hardman. Uh, maybe that's not a bad thing to just get more investments at the position there for Kansas City. Uh, running back, Tony Pollard, Keyshawn Vaughn, Boston Scott. I kind of like Boston Scott. He might be a guy that we could whip out. Um, all right, here, this is what we're going to do. We are just going to walk off here with Blake Jarwin. Um, in my video, in my podcast on Thursday, I'm going to be talking about Blake Jarwin a little bit more uh, in depth with Andrew Mackin. So you can check out what I'm going to say there. But Blake Jarwin, don't, don't, don't sleep on Blake Jarwin. I think he's got top 10 upside guys, maybe top 12 at worst. But when you consider that Jason Witten was our uh, tight end 11 last year in a PPR league, uh, he averaged like eight point something yards per catch. And then Jarwin's out here averaging like 11.2. Uh, that's adding three yards, you know, to Jason Witten's uh, value. And Jason Witten was already PPR tight end 11. So I think, I think sky's the limit for, for Jarwin and that Dallas offense. I know people are saying the volume, all this stuff right, right now, uh, it, it's complicated with CD Lamb, but there's enough targets to go around. Uh, Randall Cobb and Jason Witten are leaving behind 166 targets, and Jarwin already had 41 last year. So when you take 166 targets, you're going to sprinkle the majority of those to CD Lamb. So you say you give CD Lamb 100, you still have about 66 to give around. Um, and that's with Jarwin already at 41. So I see Jarwin over 80, almost 90 targets this year. And uh, that's enough on Jarwin. Check us out on Thursday. I'll be recording that on Thursday morning. We'll get that up in the afternoon. But anyways, we got two picks left here to make. Uh, our tight end room is full. Let's, we will, we're going to walk off with Boston Scott as our fourth running back. Uh, the Eagles have yet to sign another running back. You know, Miles Sanders. Uh, he's going to be the heavy, the you know, the heavy lifter this year, and they got Boston Scott as the change of pace scat back. He's almost like Darren Sproles, uh, so they're going to use him. He might be flex worthy for us at some point. There's a handful of other running backs here that I see that I like. These guys are more best ball players: Josh Kelly, Damian Harris, DeAndre Washington. He's the number two in Kansas City. People, uh, I haven't had the opportunity to draft DeAndre Washington in a mock draft yet. Um, but especially if you take Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you should be looking at DeAndre Washington at this point in the draft. Uh, just because, yeah, Darwin Thompson's there. We like him. But he's not really a big, you know, kind of goal line kind of runner, whereas DeAndre Washington is. They still have Spencer Ware there. Is that true? They still have Spencer. No, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Daryl Williams. Uh, but he kind of had some knee injury last year, so I don't really know if he's going to be 100%. So. Washington's walking into, and then just look at what Washington did at the end of last year with Oakland when Josh Jacobs went down. Uh, I mean, he was putting up some numbers. You see 21, 18, 21. Uh, so he's, he's a, he's a, you know, he can comprehend the position. He can block, he can catch. Um, and I think Andy Reid's going to use him enough to be an interesting player. So uh, we have a defense and a kicker to pick. I'll see if, I don't really care about those positions, guys. I think we can make maybe one more pick here. Uh, a guy like Steven Sims Jr., Randall Cobb. These are just some names that I really like. James Washington, maybe Denzel Mims, maybe Alan Lazard. These are all really good walk-off picks here for your last pick. Hunter Renfro. Um, Brian Edwards is interesting. Devin Duvernay. But I think for me, the, the guy that I think I need to have 
of all this list. It's either Cobb or Steven Sims. Randall Cobb's got the potential to to be the second or third leading receiver on that team in targets and receptions. Uh, Will Fuller doesn't stay healthy, so it wouldn't surprise me if Cobb could be the number two receiver on that team. Again, he's a slot player, so I think Watson's going to have a good time with him. And then Steven Sims, he's the slot receiver for for uh, for the Washington football team. I wanted to say the Redskins, uh, but no more. So Steven Sims last year, he looked down the stretch. He was he was pretty much Haskins' favorite, you know, target. So five, six, five receptions, uh, catching four touchdowns in the last three games. He's probably one of my favorite walk-off picks. Uh, so I could take Cobb. I could take Steven Sims, but I'm just going to go ahead here and take Steven Sims. That's going to be a bad team. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, so, yeah, if you want me to take a defense or a kicker, we'll just look real quick. I mean – for defense, you could literally just take like one of the, the top teams and it doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, I play in a league where me and my brother, we share a keeper team and we kind of rotate defenses. We'll just queue up a schedule for about four weeks at a time. If you can hold the defense for three or four weeks, that's fine. Uh, but a team here, no, I don't like the Bears. The Saints, they got to deal with the Falcons, the Panthers. The Vikings defense is going to be garbage this year. Chargers got to deal with the Raiders. Chiefs, the Broncos, the Chiefs might be a defense. We're just going to take the Saints just because we know they're going to win games. Uh, and then for kicker, whatever, Matt Gay, Fairburn, Jake Elliott, just get a good kicker on a good offense and you're good to go. Uh, but that's going to do it for this mock drive video. Again, we'll recap here. Our quarterback is Dak Prescott. Our running backs are Kamara, Kenyon Drake, and Melvin Gordon. Uh, our receivers are Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, and Michael Gallup, and that's our starting lineup. At tight end, we're going to start Mike Jasicki, uh, but we could throw in Goddard or Blake Jarwin there, so we're stacked at tight end. Like We don't need tight end the rest of the year. That's covered. Uh, we got three stud running backs, and then our fourth you know, flex kind of running back is going to be Boston Scott, who has some PPR upside. Um, and then for depth at receiver, we're going to get Miko Hardman. He could be a really good guy that could get us 20 points on a given week if we throw him out there in a good matchup. We're probably going to want to play him against the Raiders. Uh, Golden Tate's going to be a super steady 10 to 12 points in PPR. And then uh, Steven Sims, again, I think he's got potential to get 90 to 100 targets. Uh, so we're just looking to spread it around. We got some boom bust kind of players mixed in with some really consistent guys. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this ESPN 12-team PPR mock draft from the fifth spot. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, leave us a like, a comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel as we try to grow this thing. And uh, if you're listening on any of the podcasting platforms, uh, check us out on YouTube. That's where I do the screen shares. I think that's where you get a little bit more value. And uh, yeah, thank you for your time. We'll see you in another video. Peace.